Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Critical hit Punch Hall Nazis takes place in the early days of World War II and combines high adventure with cosmic horror. All dates, locations, and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story. So don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies. All accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended. It's early afternoon by the time that you leave the burning wreckage behind of the Black Sun camp. And you continue to make your way west from Cairo, uh, following the the directions or the lines that you have uh, pinpointed or picked up from the pyramids that point you the way. Now, certainly, uh, that is probably one clue that no one else has had, is that you know that the pyramids are pointing you in the right direction, uh, because everyone else seems to be convinced uh, that Dr. Jacobs is the only one that would have the information on where to go. And there has certainly been some confusion among everybody on exactly what is the city that you are going to, right? So uh, Monty is convinced that the city is Zerzara and the Black Sun and uh, Lazelle are convinced that it's Amin Rahim. The one thing that kind of tipped everything uh, to maybe a clearer function was Monty finally saying, look, everyone is reading the wrong version of Doc Jacobs journal. The original journal talks about an oasis and turning southwest from there and then traveling extra days in subsequent editions. The second edition that was was printed, uh, the exact route and location has been removed, thus causing the confusion uh, with everyone. And he kind of pointed that out as you were leaving. And it's a little bit, bit more smug now because he's the archaeologist and knows all this stuff. And uh, Lizelle didn't know all that. And uh, you're all Americans just like he is. So we're all in this together and you guys aren't dumb at all. And so you're writing, you're writing in, uh, in your respective vehicles uh, west, westward. And it's getting a little hotter today. Originally, the the ground was a little bit more solid. You were driving through cliff areas and canyon areas. You've since gotten out of that and it has opened back up into more sand uh, related areas. Are there any conversations that, that people want to have while you continue to head West? Have we uh radioed back to base or anything in a while? I mean, uh, you're the one that's been sitting in the back. So <laughs> is that a thing we can do while traveling? Yeah. 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 I can't remember us radioing back in a while. You haven't, no, ra- you haven't never, used the radio at all. No, we've never radioed anyone. Yeah. Except maybe Rusty at some point. Oh, so that's that what right. you'd we like to do, Brian? Phone. Yeah. yeah, I think. Uh, who wanted a turkey? Franklin. 
Franklin. Okay. okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. My call. So you turn on uh, the radio, and the first thing that you start to hear is music. Obviously, Lizelle was just playing music a day or so ago on the radio when you were at the um, the small community where the sanctuary was located. So the first thing that you hear is that. But as you start to spin through the dial to get to the frequency that you need to broadcast on, um, you hear a lot of other chatter. You hear what sounds like uh, some Arabic or Bedouin uh, communication. You don't speak that, uh, Valentino, so it's really hard to understand. You pass by some stuff which sounds like some German chatter as well. If you stop on that... I don't know. Do you speak German? Is that one of your languages? I do not. No. Okay. So uh, it just sounds like German, you know, uh, and it always sounds like they're angry. <laughs> is Dutch it, able to hear it in the cab? Uh, I think he is riding with um, Monty uh, and Sanjay. Right. <laughs> to get them away from Doc. Yeah. Hey, I'm right here. <laughs> um, yeah. Because they wanted to be away from you. Yeah. I'll <laughs> so uh, you... note the frequency and. Uh... Okay. See, All right. they're still broadcasting on that later when we can meet back up. All right. They are broadcasting on channel 999. That's 27. Or I'm sorry, 99.9. Okay. Uh, so you get to uh, a frequency that you have been kind of told that is an open channel. It's way high up on the high frequency spectrum. So you're, you're going to be able to uh, travel a little bit further. You know that the last time that you were able to speak with the brigadier that he was talking about moving some uh, mainland operations into Paris, uh, back to the uh, the main Paris library where your friend is at. So at this point, once you hit that frequency, everything kind of works like a telephone. We're gonna we're gonna hand wave technology and and make it work like a telephone. <laughs> so as soon as you as soon as you dial it in it will start uh ringing on it on another another line so who are you trying to reach there are a couple of people that you can reach obviously you could try to reach your own company you could try to reach the brigadier you could try and reach um who's your friend what i forgot what his name is i think uh, i trying to go for a brigadier okay um Hello, hello. And it's very scratchy and hard to hear. Hello, Brigadier. Uh, uh, yes, this, who's speaking, please? Uh, this is Valentino. Valentino? Yes. Oh, right. Um, you're going to have to speak up. It sounds like you're driving in a truck. Uh, we are. Um, we're kind of on our way. We had a bit of a run-in uh, with Jerry. Oh, yes. So... Um, Apparently, they're on their way to uh, Zerzara. The or, no, they're on their way shoot. to Amin Rahim. <laughs> I wanted to keep Zerzara off the air. All right, yeah, Amin Rahim, uh, believed to be the uh, location of the Forbidden City. Oh, oh, okay. Um, are they giving you trouble? No, we gave them a bit of a trouble. Unfortunately, hey, good for you. Uh, an officer did get away, despite our efforts. Uh, but uh, we are having what, what to make a detour. Me? What do you What's need from me? It's uh, very hard to hear at times. Yes. Just wanted to see if 
there perhaps be some way that there'd be anyone else that may be able to run some interference in Amin Rahim? We have <sighs> other investigations to follow. And you just hear this uh, dead on the line. Uh, uh, Colonel Badger did return. I suppose we could maybe send um, him that way, but there still would be several days out. Uh, that'd be uh, probably better than nothing. Okay. Do you have coordinates? Do I have coordinates? Um, I think between what Monty had drawn on the map and uh, your skills, because uh, don't you have like cartography or something as yeah, one of your, I believe I your got skills? That is a focus. Yes, I do. Yeah. So you uh, can you can uh, give oh, him. Sorry, no, I don't. It's cryptography. Oh, cryptography. Okay, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so you can give him a map of a tomb. Then <laughs> no, he could he could give him a map that he would have to descramble. It's not that yes. crypt. That's yeah. the wrong kind of crypt. Uh, so based on the map that Monty showed you, based on stuff that uh, Lazelle has pointed out, you can give them a general within probably 50 miles uh, distance coordinate. Oh, okay. That, um, that's really in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I guess that's what tends to happen with, uh, lost cities. <laughs> yeah, you're making a joke. Very good. You're keeping your spirits up. Uh, we do what we can. Yes, yes. Anything else? Uh, we got uh, an artifact that we're looking for a prospective buyer for. Oh, what kind of artifact? Uh, something that kind of looks like a jade skull, although it seems to be not quite either, or a crystal skull, I should say. Uh-huh. And what does it do? Uh, I don't know. There just seems to be some relation to some great octopus monster the uh, uh released it from the clutches of a local cult and uh the gentleman currently holding it uh, professor smith uh is looking for a prospective buyer so i think if we offer him a good value maybe we can have it kept somewhere safe i think we could probably offer one thousand monies I think he was looking for double that amount. Oh. Uh, I I will have to get that approved higher up. Uh, well, I will uh, float well, a thousand by him, but... Well, well for now, just uh, keep him on the hook until we get a firm confirmation. All right. I'll let him know. Or, All yes, right. We'll, <laughs> we'll do Any- what we can to, you know, make sure it's secure. A- anything else? I think that's all for right now. Oh, okay. Good luck. Please check in. All right. Later. <laughs> Over and out. Over and and uh, out. Lizelle looks at you and goes, Oh, who who were you talking to? Oh, an associate. Oh, it sounds like he's that he has so um how much money he could uh, is he funding your expedition? Yes, yes, he is. Oh, and what is his name? Perhaps I could uh, seek funding for future expeditions of my own. Why do you? Why do you? Why do you? <laughs> Possibly. Um, I don't know. He uh, is something of a recluse. Uh, but we can certainly float your name by him. And if he's interested, they might make an offer. 
Oh, well, yes. Uh, please mention my name. Yes, absolutely. Is it, um, Duchess' father? That would be telling. I just am curious, because Dutch seems to be the leader of your group, and he appears to have a little bit more money than than the rest of you. I thought maybe his father was well off. Uh, yeah, I believe he has a pretty well-to-do father. Um, something that we tend to have in common, but I think neither of us particularly are on good relations with our benefactors. They're on our, with our sires. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, and She opens up her notebook and continues to write some stuff in her notebook. <laughs> Any Anything else? Well, that was uh, largely my plan. Uh, maybe try to keep Germans chasing some other tales that aren't ours so that we can have a little bit free reign to explore. Yeah, the unfortunate thing would be that, you know, because you're just using airwave stuff, it's not encrypted. I mean, you wouldn't have any kind of encryption or anything going on here. So anybody who would be dialed to your particular frequency probably could hear what you were talking about. Yeah. Mm. That's why I wanted to not. Yeah, no, you were, yeah, you were fine. Yeah, you were fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you were fine. All right, you continue on throughout the day, and it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And then uh, finally, uh, Blisco, you see the Jeep starting to slow as you go up over a hill. And as you follow up over a hill, you see laid out kind of in a low area. You see a large body of water surrounded by palm trees. Uh, it is a it's an oasis in the in the middle of the of the desert, a place for everyone to stop and to cool off and to let your engines cool down, do any kind of maintenance that would need to be done here. Um, if Woody Woodpecker has taught me anything, it's an illusion, and we're all going to be face down eating sand. Yeah, but Woody Woodpecker won't come around for like another like 20 years. Well, Matthew, let's find out. Uh, please roll a will plus resistance check to see if uh, this is a, <laughs> an illusion. All right, will plus resistance. Resilience or resistance? Yep. Resilience. Will plus resilience? Okay. Yep. Am I rolling the standard two? Yep. And I got it backwards the first time. I'm really bad at this, you guys. Why are you letting me roll things at all? I mean, we ask ourselves I don't know. every week. We'll try I mean, to. You never stop me rolling things yet. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Pow. Zero successes. Wait. I put a 20 instead of a 10. I just uh, told it you to still, roll. Yeah. You still. Uh, <laughs> And then yeah, you rolled a fifteen, and you needed a ten. So yes, you you immediately jump out and you start just picking up handfuls of sand and putting it in your mouth and going, "This isn't water." And then Monty's just like looking at you. He's like, "The water's right over there." And sure enough, you walk literally five feet to your right, and you're in your up to your knees in water. I'm just gonna stop telling you things to hurt me with. <laughs> <laughs> you will not. <laughs> all right so what does everyone do you're at this you're at this uh this oasis you've got plenty of water you've got it is definitely a little cooler here you can be in the shade of the palm trees and the other vegetation that's growing around here um it's it's big enough this is not like some small tiny little pond 
uh, this would be, and it's not a lake either. Uh, we would say it's a large pond, mm. I guess. Like it's a, it's probably about a five acre uh, size water area pond. Do we have, do we have some sort of protocol for like boiling water or anything like that? Um, I mean, you can, if you want, uh, you know, everyone else doesn't seem to be too concerned that the water might be stagnant and poisoned. Sure. You know, Lizelle is dipping a, a cloth into the, uh, a handkerchief into the water and patting her face and the back of her neck with it. Oh, this feels so good. Uh, Monty is, you know, filling up his canteen. Sanjay is filling up his canteen. Uh, yeah. they're carrying some of the water back to put into the radiator of the Jeep. Yeah. We'll, uh, We'll refill canteens. Okay. Yeah, at least any empty ones. Maybe don't. Yeah. Dilute any fresh water we got just to be sure. But yeah. yeah. Nope. Don't add all that fresh water. We need to have water from this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What do you want? You're just again. <laughs> Doc is just scooping up a uh, cupfuls of sand and putting That's them into just... his pocket. Stop it. <laughs> oh, dude. Seriously. No, the... he's not doing that. Seriously. Do it. Do it. Why? <laughs> Just declare that you're putting sand into your pocket now. <laughs> so that when we come to an idol on a pedestal, yeah. Oh, oh, that's a good. Um, for whatever reason, you're you're <laughs> like you're basically making the basis for a truth here. Just say that you're putting sand. In your pocket. <laughs> pocket sand. But what if I don't want that to be true? <laughs> well, you don't have to. This is just a suggestion. Okay, good. Lizelle says, so this is the, um, this is the oasis on the map and in Dr. Jacob's journal. Yeah. So, are we sure we should go to Zerzara and not, not Amun Rahim? I mean, Amun Rahim is where the Nazis are going, so that's as good a reason as any to avoid it for now. But if they are going after the same artifact as you are, we should be there to take it from them, yes? Possibly. But again, an opportunity to possibly get it without their accompaniment would also be greatly appreciated. And uh, <sighs> well, I throw so get... much of my research out. It doesn't we don't have to, it doesn't have to be thrown out. What what we need you to do is actually to look over whatever documentation Dr. Smith has and see if you concur. I know that you two don't get along, but... Um, well, all the information found... I have is right up here, and he taps his head. All right, well, you guys have a little uh, conversation and see if you concur and try to approach it with a... From from a clear perspective, and I think, hopefully, uh, Doctor Smith will also approach it from a kind perspective. <laughs> and you hear Sanjay go, "Ooh, boy!" And he just <laughs> kind of wanders off, yeah, uh, around around the edge of the uh, oasis, looking for some frog or fish or something. Who knows? And Lizelle kind of looks like she's a little pouty that you know you've kind of told her what to do, kind of thing. Sure. Uh, but she kind of wanders off and, you know, and Smith shrugs the shoulders and 
looks at you and just wanders off after her to uh, to go have this this conversation. What are you guys going to do? Well, I don't trust that woman. First, I'll go ahead and make sure Dutch knows that I did reach out to the brigadier and. Okay. Did you to... did you tell them about the blue crystals we found? Uh, I forgot to mention that. Um, okay. I'll... I did let him know that the Nazis were headed to Amin Rahim and see if they could uh, send any interference that way. Okay. I also brought up trying to acquire the uh, crystal skull. Uh, looks like right now they'd be able to offer a thousand for it. Oh, well, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll let, we'll let them negotiate it once we get clear. Um, what did you say, Doc? I don't trust that woman. I think it's good to keep a suspicious mind. Hmm. She just seems a little too interested, intent on. Yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Something there just doesn't sit right with me. I mean, that's fair, but uh, you know, I've known my fair share of fellow academics, and we all can be a little focused on our goals. So, hmm. I mean, by all means, keep an eye on her. Yes, I think. From here on out, our bedfellows are only going to get stranger. So, <laughs> speaking of bedfellows, uh, do you guys want to spend the night at this oasis before you continue, or do you want to bed down in the middle of the of the desert? Is there any sort oh. of like civilization at this oasis? At this point, no. I mean, there's nobody here. Okay. Um, I mean, it's something that is on a map. So, if there were any travelers or wanderers coming through, they would know about this place, but. You are like far in West Egypt. Uh, this is like, you don't even know if maybe if you've crossed over into Libya, you would have no idea just because it is just sand and sand and sand as far as the eye can see. I feel like the only downside of staying here would be the fact that it is known. But I mean, the, the possibility of getting caught here and the possibility of getting caught in the middle of nowhere seem about equal, don't they? Is there a is there any real advantage to staying here? I'm guessing. Uh, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's the it's, palm trees uh, like keep the sand from like blowing all over the place. To yeah, you have access but... to fresh water. It's cooler here. There is a you know you do have essentially a defensive position if anything were to happen yeah. uh, with uh, with trees and and whatnot around this area. So I mean, there's that if you're looking from a strategic standpoint. Yeah. Uh, how late in the day is it? And it's it's way late all? in the afternoon. It's like three, four o'clock. Yeah, and we finished. Yeah, we finished with uh, the guys in the dead of night. Did we immediately take off, or have we like? No, you guys went and slept that night. In fact, um, okay. So yeah, unless rested. anyone unless anyone took any injuries in the um, in the Blower Crystal Camp. Uh, mm -hmm. If you didn't take any injuries there, you can go and reset your stress back okay. to back to full. Uh, I think that's when I took the injury I have. What injury do you have? I have one physical stress marked. I feel like oh, the last okay. injury. Uh, so just as a, as a okay. reminder, like injuries are an actual thing. 
yeah, so like stress a, a system is, word. So yeah. 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 So okay. stress. So yeah, Matthew, you were way low on your stress because of uh the uh, sanctuary fight. Mm-hmm. But you can bring that back up to to full yeah. to ten. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Rob, maybe you do have one. So, you know, the other thing would be if you have any mental or physical stress, uh, you would be able to sleep it off uh, or get repaired by Doc or whatever and be be fresh for the next morning for the final push or the. You're hoping the final push to the. Uh, forbidden City. So Monty and Lizelle come wandering back and uh, neither one seems super happy. Oh, go figure. Well. I think she's finally seeing my way of it. Fine, we will go your way. But if you're wrong again, then we have missed a great opportunity. Well, uh, if we miss out on that, we will hopefully also have missed out on some very uh, angry Germans. So... Mm -hmm. It'll be all right. We'll figure it out. Uh, Monty looks at his, uh, pulls out a watch. Are we staying here or are we going to push on? Because um, we're going to push on and we should get going. Uh, let's stay here. Um, I know the our truck is uh, was having some trouble, so you might as well, we might as well let the engine cool down and just uh, figure it out in the morning. And then you hear Dr. Smith whistles, Sanjay, make camp. All right, Dr. Smith. And you see him come running from behind the bushes uh, back to camp. Yeah. And so, we'll uh, you, yeah, so you guys make camp for the evening. Is there anything exciting that happens uh, as you guys are making camp? Because you do have, you know, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. By the time camp is made, it's five o'clock. If you cook dinner and eat that, it's now six o'clock. And you've still got plenty of time before the next morning. Oh, man. Did we think to liberate any tents from the Nazi camp? <laughs> no, but you have uh, camping supply type stuff. Oh, okay. I mean, you don't have tent tents, but you have like the <laughs> lean-to the lean to uh, tents that you can attach to the side of the truck. Anybody got a harmonica? <laughs> sure. There you go. Dark starts playing the harmonica. Okay. People listen to you play harmonica. Everybody take, <laughs> um, everybody do a, uh, what would this be? I think it a would probably, is there, will? is there some sort of pers- per- perform skill? skill? I mean, it would probably, if he's playing the harmonica, it would be definitely be agility plus. Oh man, probably academia, you know, knowing how to, <laughs> how to do that. So yeah, agility to play the instrument, the harmonica, and the mm-hmm. knowledge to of how a harmonica works. You want to really is like no, no, no social. Uh, the only one is persuasion, really. right? Yeah, yeah, but there's like no social attributes. Yeah, no, I, I think, don't know. Which is interesting. I think that I, may fall under that theater of the mind thing, where you know if yeah, you can hand wave it. Yeah, there's something actually, like that doesn't have like a an actual no, thing. To I'm just it, so. I'm just messing with Matthew. There is in this um, new module, the Serpent in the Sands, there is a bunch of new classes in, in this one. And one of them is Diplomat. And 
they have, let's see, what are theirs? They have high insight and reason on their attributes. They have high academia and persuasion and tactics uh, under their skills. So that would be the diplomat. The gambler would have high coordination, observation, persuasion, and resilience. And of course, Monty's Monty's an adventurer. So he has coordination, reason, athletics, observation, and survival. Tell me that the gambler has a talent called like know when to fold them. Uh, No, nope. But they have better lucky than good. High risks, high rewards, and play the angles Mm. are their talents that they can pick from. Anything else that you guys are going to do besides listening to some music? Maybe. I mean, you could also turn on the radio and and listen to stuff. Yeah. Well, check that frequency. Yeah. Since we're. Yeah, since we're stopping early, uh, we probably have a chance to listen to Doc play while we're making camp, and we'll turn the radio on and listen to the... Um, Attention, Mr. America and all the ships at sea. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Which we'll is weird, what... because, you know, maybe it's just the, the bumping of the truck over the sands and everything, but the dial is um, set when you turn it on. It's not set at the same frequency that valentino last had it set on it's set at like 100.1 hmm. that's interesting but then you uh, guys can dial around and you, yeah you can hear the the german stuff uh talking uh, a little bit uh just it sounds like a you guys know what a numbers station is it oh, just yeah. sounds like someone is repeating the same numbers over and over again and then you can dial it into you pick up a uh a broadcast from um Maybe Tunisia, maybe uh, Morocco, you know, somewhere, maybe Greece. Uh, but you start to hear something that is more akin to the music that you are familiar with. And so you guys can listen to that uh, throughout the night. I mean, Glenn Miller's burning it up right now. So, Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who wants to take the first watch? I will take the first watch. All right, Matthew, would you Because I didn't me? have any watch last time. Uh, would you roll me a single D20, please? Just a straight D20. Just a single D20. Straight rolling single D20. Not E20. Do you know? <sighs> 16. Do we okay. want to roll high or do we want to roll low? I think we still good. want to roll low. That's a good oh, question. Yeah. So as uh, your shift finishes as everybody starts to wander off into their little sleeping area and the fire is going and the radio has been turned off or turned low. You like everyone else are confronted by the vast emptiness and the darkness of the desert. And about an hour into your watch, you hear what sounds like something moving in the bushes. Oh, I investigate with my pistol. Okay, so roll me a observation plus insight. Okay. Uh, this will be a D1. Observation. Oh, I'm good at those. I mean, theoretically. Zero successes. Gotta no, flip I did it that, wrong. Got to flip that around. Um, so you get one success, so we'll add one momentum uh, to your pool. But that's two successes because I have my thing backwards. Yeah, he only needed one success, though, too. Uh, yeah. succeed. Yeah. So the extra success goes to your momentum pool. 
Got it. Got it. Got it. So you go over to the area where you thought you heard something moving around and you don't really find anything. I mean, what are are you looking for when you're going over to the to the bushes? Uh, My first expectation is just an animal. I don't know what kind of animals they have here, but like weasels or. Yeah. So the desert would have things like lizards, um, some birds, some, you know, vultures, carry on, uh, you know, birds, a mongoose. Yeah, maybe a mongoose. Maybe I, I doubt you're going to find too many large mammal animals in the desert. You would probably find like little tiny uh, like rats, rats. Yeah, little tiny yeah. rats would be pretty common. Snakes Scorpions. definitely would be comp- uh, common. I don't think a scorpion would be making that much noise, though. A uh, viper, like a gazelle, maybe. No, not a they gazelle. have. They don't have like gazelles in the desert. No, not this far out. What, we are. Oh, it's, pronounced, we're, it's pronounced lazelle. And she's, oh, sorry. She's the truck. For, oh, right. It's probably an ibex. Instead. Well, but how would you? How would you know an what Egyptian animal it is? Cobra. Uh, I just look at it. There's no and animal I, there. So how would you know if there was an animal there? I heard something. Right. You heard something. Yes. Do I see anything? You see no animal. Okay. Do I see a human? You see no humans. Do I see anything that might have been blowing in the wind besides the answer, my friend? I mean, how would you tell if there was an animal or a human? In that spot, I would track it. How would you track it? Using the amazing tracking skills that I got growing up yes, in Arkham, Massachusetts. Looking, you would you would be looking for you know tracks, right? And there's not really any tracks there. There's you know maybe a couple of of um, wide lines in the sand, but there's nothing that would be like footprints of a human or an animal or a gazelle or anything like that. Well, then I will note the area where I thought I heard the thing and go back to wherever I've been keeping my watch or pacing back and forth. Okay. And then your shift ends. Who is going to be the next person, Matthew, that is on the watch? Uh, who went last last time? I don't I think recall. everybody did. I did. I wasn't on the last watch, which is why I volunteered first. I was on the last watch last time. Okay. So if you were on the last watch last time, then you're out this time. So I'm going to wake Blisco. Okay. okay. Rob, you wake up and Blisco wakes up and stretches. Actually, you know, you were able to grab some, some plants, some uh, bushes, uh, palms from the oasis area. And that kind of made the ground a little softer for you to lay on, on your blanket. So you're, you're not, you know, not rested. You're not uncomfortable, um, but you're still a little tired. Middle shift is always the worst. Yeah. So yeah. roll me a roll me a d twenty, please. Oh, wow. <laughs> eight. So yeah, it takes you a while to wake up. You're gonna have to. You drink some coffee that's starting to get a little cold uh, from sitting by the fire as you try to wake up, and it's cold. It's not. It's not fun. Uh, as I said, the middle the middle shift is the worst because when you're done with this, you kind of want to go back to sleep but you know you're not going to get very much sleep. And you also hear what sounds like a noise coming from the bushes. Does the farm kid have any special skills for tracking things? Uh, Have survival. Not very high. Yep, it's better than anyone else, though, right? I guess uh, Rodrigo has survival, right? Because of horses or something? Uh, My my focus is animal handling because of Yeah, there you go. Mine too. Yeah. Okay. Because because you grew up like in a farm animal. and I was rich. Yeah. Yep. 
Hopefully so why don't so why don't you use uh, insight plus survival and see what you come up with a D one on this? <laughs> and you've got what is your focus number? Um, I it just one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that focus was going to give me extra crit range. Oh, sure. When I chose that, I'd probably raise that at some point, but oh, be that. Hey, I got one success. success. Nice. Um, you go over there, and again, you don't see any signs of people. Uh, you don't see any animal tracks that of animals that you're familiar with. No, but cows. there doesn't appear to be anything in in the area, and it's not. It is not the same area that um, that Doc looked at. Although Doc didn't tell you anything when he woke you up, apparently. Uh, but um, <laughs> you know, there's a presence from above that kind of says uh, this is a different area than what Doc looked at earlier. It's like a caption box. Yeah. Editor's note. <laughs> yeah. huh. And beyond that, your shift goes pretty uneventful. Right. Who do you wake up to take the last shift? Was I the only one who was banged up after the uh, Nazi fight? I think so. Yeah. Alright. Uh, whoever is closer. Whoever's closest to where you're sitting? Yeah. Oh, Alright, who is that? Uh, we'll go with Valentino. All right. Okay. It's cold, Valentino. You were having such a good dream about France and all the wonderful uh, art that they have in France and the wonderful food that they have in France and the wonderful people that they have in France. And you're kind of kicked with a toe and told to wake up. <laughs> <sighs> all right. I'm up. There might be some critters about... Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to try and an eye get some more sleep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Valentino, roll me a d20, please. All right. Ooh. 18. You, uh, you're kind of a little bit more on alert. So the first time that you hear any rustling in the bushes, you rush over as quickly as you can to, to look for it. And... Once again, you don't see anything. But the minute you pull back the bushes, like 15 feet away from you, more bushes start wrestling. And no tracks from here to there that might indicate. I mean, you what... don't. Yeah, you don't really see anything. <laughs> it is dark, too. So, yes. Uh, I think I will. You know, kind of go back to the truck and take a high position just in case any hungry animals might be wrestling around out there and so like okay. keep an eye out with a gun okay. ready. You get in, you climb into the bed of the truck and you wake up Lizzo. Oh, what, what is, what is going on? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disturb you. Uh, I'm, there's I need my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get to rest. I, I'm just, uh, Making Keep sure your eyes about... to yourself. Yeah, will do. And she <laughs> rolls back over and goes to sleep. All right. Yep. Just gonna. You do see? High... Are you spying out into that area that you were? Um, yeah, might keep an eye out there. You know, I want to make sure to keep an eye on the horizon just to make sure there's no dust clouds of approaching people sure. or anything. But, sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, you notice I'll... that? You notice after a few minutes after you kind of get into your position 
that last place that you saw some bushes move about another 15 to 20 feet uh, further away from that. You see some more bushes rustle, and then all of a sudden you just see a very quick rustling of bushes all in a line just uh, for about 15 feet, and then it just stops. And then the sun comes up. (laughs) Can everyone can everyone give me a will plus resilience check, please. Resilience. Will. Okay. Oof. Zero successes from Blisco. Two successes from Matthew. You only need one success. One success from Dutch. Oh, sorry. Did I? Oh, I forgot the other. Oh, okay. 20, sorry. So, yeah, one success. Okay. And. One success. One success from Brian. So, uh, Matthew, you wake up and you're just like, oh, man, I slept great. This is going to be a beautiful day. The world is wonderful. Look at this beautiful oasis. Dutch, you wake up and you. You feel like there have been eyes watching you all night. (laughs) But you're rested and you, you know, you, you can clear out any stressor or in, you know, uh, stress or mental physical stress that you have. Yeah. Brian, same with you. You're, you're maybe like, those were a lot of bushes that were moving very, very quickly. And so you're kind of on edge as well, but you're okay. Uh, Blisco. Bleh. You didn't see any tracks when you went to investigate. And that has had you bothered all night. Uh, you didn't sleep well for the rest of the night after you switched. Uh, as you said, the middle the middle watch is the worst. You take one mental stress. Oh, great. Unless you have uh, courage or anything that would offset that. No. <sighs> okay, so take one mental stress. Lizelle seems rather tired as well. She's like, did anyone hear, like, voices last night? Uh, no, I can't say I heard any voices particularly. There's definitely something wrestling around over in the bushes over there. Monty and Sanjay both look out at that area. I wouldn't think there would be an alligator or anything out here. <laughs> well, I mean, it is no oasis. I'm sure there's plenty of thirsty animals that might want to come to it, but I uh, wasn't willing to go investigate closer just in case. Something decided they were hungry in addition to being thirsty. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. San, uh, Sanjay is like stretching and uh, I did not sleep well last night at all. I didn't hear voices, but it sounded like music playing all night. We didn't leave the radio on, did we? No, you guys turned off the radio when everyone decided to go to go to sleep. <laughs> what kind of music? I don't know. It's kind of like when we saw the music at the Great NATO. I think you're imagining things, kid. You were pretty wrapped up in that performance. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Can we get going, please? Yeah, good idea. So everyone packs up. And you head out. And this, uh, Rob, you won't need to roll anything for this because this is just flat out sand as far as the eye can see. 
you're not going to be able to move as fast in the truck, uh, in the, in the looser sand, the Jeep is having no trouble with it, but, uh, it does slow everything down and you try to start out before the sun, uh, peaks the horizon, but because of the slow progress, that sun starts to beat down on everyone's brow. Uh, most of you are all wearing hats of some kind, I would assume, but it's hot and it feels like the Oasis was like a cool, relaxing place to, to rest your feet. But now that you're back into the desert, it's uncomfortable. It's sand gets everywhere. <laughs> Can mm. everyone please roll me a will plus resilience check? <laughs> ah. Okay. Uh, one success. So, uh, Carlos, uh, had zero successes. So Dutch, uh, are you riding with, with Monty again? Uh, yeah, probably. Everybody seems pretty, uh, set on their spots okay. at this point. You just get this weird feeling out of the corner of your eye that Monty keeps looking at you with questionable intent. Like, you feel like he's going to attack you at any moment. Wow. Please take one. Uh, let's see. Let me roll the damage. Yeah, please take uh, two mental stress. Okay. I'll soak one of those with courage. Okay, good. Uh, Brian, uh, you, um, you're doing fine. You notice that everyone seems to be a little bit more on edge than, than normal. Uh, let's see. Blisco, you had two successes, so that adds another point of momentum back into the pool. Uh, you notice that uh, who's sitting next to you, Blisco? Usually it's Doc. Okay. Uh, you notice that Doc is seems very intent on everything around him. Uh, like he's just really hyper-focused on what's moving. What was that? <laughs> and And Doc, you also just, you kind of get this weird feeling uh, that Something's watching you. You all stop at one point for lunch. And so you're not needing to make a big camp, I wouldn't think, for, for lunchtime. But you're all going to stand around and eat from your, your rations and drink from your, from your canteens. We're all looking uh, at each other very Yeah, I'll, look, I'll definitely look all Monty, all squinty-eyed. <laughs> By the way, because we actually stopped somewhere uh, with water... Uh, Duchess hair meter is all the way back to full. Mm, good. So he's definitely so not, uh, not quite super cyan, but definitely. Well, a little he, he probably he's he's probably really, uh, probably bordering on greaser because almost certainly his parents. Uh, I guess greasers are much later. Like probably bordering on on uh, horrible hoodlum Frank Sinatra. Um, <laughs> Because that's probably what, specifically what his parents didn't like his hair to look like. They wanted a more of a Cary Grant thing, probably. Although, wait, is Cary Grant in the 40s? I don't know. Yeah, Cary Grant's in the 40s. And okay. Into the early 60s, actually. Well, then some Clark Gable. Yeah, say. Uh, so do you guys do anything else while you're standing around uh, eating and, and eating your rations and drinking from your canteens? Uh, do you guys see anything interesting on the way here? Or anybody see anything interesting? Lots of sand, says Sanjay. You can tell he's kind of bored of sand. <laughs> he's kind of, yeah, shifty sand. 
don't know. I kind of had a weird feeling. Well, uh, Lithella's like, well, you know, um, in Doc Jacob's journal, he mentioned that everyone heard voices and some of the party went mad before they reached the Forbidden City. Hmm. Ah, you're just all paranoid. Did they ever attribute it to anything? I assume the heat. Sand madness. Still, it bears watching. Yeah. Yeah, there was, uh, in, in that journal that, gosh dang it, Valentino, what's your friend's name? Uh, uh Antoine. Antoine, right. yeah. So when Antoine, Antoine did the research, he found this excerpt from Doc's journal that was kind of indicating that. And there were descriptions of, like, they took a medium with them, a mystic with them. And she went insane, uh, even before they reached the, the Forgotten City or the Forbidden City. And other members turned on each other. And there was only like one or two people that made it to Zerzara. And then Jacobs talked about uh, finding horrible things there that he barely escaped with his life. And they found him wandering in the desert. And so that's, that's what you remember from what Antoine told you. And of course, Lizelle opens up her copy of the journal. It's like, yes, yes, you can see right here. Uh, the, the medium, she went insane, killed herself. Hmm. Not a fan of that information. I don't know. I think an older, more skeptical me might have suggested that that was maybe just some embellishment to move more copies, but. You know, that's what I thought, too. And Monty gives you a nod. Uh, But definitely seen plenty of things recently. (laughs) Yes. Given what we've seen, we can't really risk it. Um, But once again, we find ourselves completely out of our depth as far as the occult goes. So I guess uh, everybody try to make sure to protect your minds. Um, If you have weird thoughts, uh, start, start singing a string of pearls with a string of pearls out. (laughs) I find what helps me is to just focus on a moment from your childhood. Sanjay's like, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, we're <laughs> done here. Can we just move on? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. if you guys are ready, let's get get going. Yeah, but uh, but really, do keep an eye out. Yeah, uh, Dutch will try to like clear his head. How do you do that? Takes a deep breath, uh, slaps himself in the face a couple times. Goes like, "Why don't you give me a will? Why don't you give me a will plus medicine check?" Will D one medicine. So that's only ten. Your medicine is ten. No, his medicine is one. Okay, I'll eat a momentum. Okay. Two successes. Nice. Two successes. So you got that momentum back. Uh, yeah, you feel like you have this little break. Did you good? You, you feel a little bit more refreshed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel like, yeah, this is, this is, I'm in the right mind kind of thing. You know how you kind of psych yourself up. Uh, but as, as Monty turns to climb into the truck, it, you feel like he looks over his shoulder at you and has an evil look in his eye. Mm-hmm. So you weren't able to shake off the uh, 
the one point of mental stress that you have, Rodrigo. Sure. But um, you're able to momentarily steal yourself. Okay. Mm. Which is good because you've got a long ways to go and um, you continue on to your journey. The sun has passed the meridian and is slowly starting to sink into the, into the west. So now it is more in your face than ever. The wind is picked up a little bit. And so sand and, and dust is blowing everywhere. You, if you have goggles, you've got your goggles on. Your mouth is full of, you may want to put a, a handkerchief around your, your face to keep uh, the sand from blowing into your nostrils and in your mouth and everything. It's not a very comfortable afternoon. Uh, in fact, everybody roll me a will plus resilience check. Okay. Question. Yes. May I use my drive all night ability? Sure. Yay. Remind everybody what Uh, drive all night uh, is. When operating a vehicle, I may use my vehicle skill instead of my resilience for any skill tests to resist fatigue from exhaustion or sleep deprivation. Well, this isn't exhaustion or sleep deprivation. This is paranoia and madness. Yeah, madness. Yep. Never mind. Uh, fish hooks wow. what was the was it real will and resilience will, again? will and resilience yeah Ugh. i think things are escalating things are definitely is, escalating it is not i who am crazy holy <laughs> cow <laughs> no all right no. Uh, what about uh to resist uh being intimidated threatened or to resist fear or panic Okay, so I will buy a free D20 with my Dauntless okay. um, uh, talent. Or two successes. Nice, two successes. All right, so you will get one additional momentum off of that. Uh, it's, you know, everything in the Jeep seems fine. And then all of a sudden, Dutch, you just hear the horn of the truck blasting as loud and as hard as it can. Like it's just nonstop. And Blisco is just driving. He's just honking the horn and he's like, look out, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming to get us. He is, he is clearly uh, bothered by something. And if you look around, you see nothing in the skies. Uh, Blisco, please take, Ooh, that's not good. Uh, Please take two mental stress. (laughs) <laughs> doc the minute that blisco starts honking his horn it startles you very quickly ah. and and as you you turn and look at him you notice that the cab of the of the truck where you're sitting there's like four vipers right there with you ah. Cabin uh, vipers yeah, the, it scares you so much because there's a complication in, in, involved in this as well. Uh, you jump out of the truck and roll and roll down the and roll yep. down a, a, a sand dune. So uh, yep. for your when mental you see a viper, stop, drop, and roll. Yes. So for your mental uh, stress, you would take one on that, but you've got uh, courage to to cover that. Uh, for your for your fall, you can take one physical stress on. On that. What if I fall really courageously? Yeah, no. Okay, I'll take one. Yeah. What if I yeah. try to get away from the snakes very courageously? <laughs> <Yeah>. Brian, you <laughs> see 
uh, you see Doc scream and say something about snakes, and he jumps out of the car, out of the truck, and uh, the horn is blaring, and you decide that you need to maybe go and check on Doc really quick because he's screaming and swatting around and like he's having a fit in the sand. And even though you're not bothered by anything that you see, as you're drop, jumping out of the moving truck, you twist your ankle. Ah. You fortunately do not take any physical stress, but your movement is going to be slowed. You're a cruel, cruel man. Yeah, I know. The closer you get to the city. So what is everybody's stress level currently sitting at? Uh, Dutch? Uh, one mental. Okay, so you're at 11. Matthew has taken one physical. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Blisco. Uh, four of 10. Four. That's how many you have left? Or, okay. That's how much I've uh, taken. Okay. All right. And Valentino. Uh, no stress. Okay. No stress. Okay. <laughs> it seems that the moment that Doc jumped out and screamed snakes, that startled Blisco. Blisco, you look around suddenly and you see nothing. Uh, whatever you thought was coming at you, what did you think was coming at you? A wampus cat. Yes. Could be Nazis, could be, you know. Yeah, I, I was leaning towards either one of the various monstrosities we've dealt with. Or okay. So just... you you had this sudden sight. You thought that the uh, the the the, the, uh, the creature made of other humans, uh, cadavers and stuff. Yeah. You oh. thought you saw that in your rear view mirror. And of course, the rear view mirror says object and mirror are closer than they appear. But when doc jumped out and you turned around to look, you didn't see anything. So you slam on your brakes and, uh, Dutch, what do you, what do you do when you see all this behind you? Even Monty's like, what the heck? Yeah. I'll be like, okay, okay. Don't hit them. <laughs> and then, yeah, if I'm guessing San, like Sanjay's driving, right? Uh, this time he's not, he's been sitting okay. in the back. Okay. So, uh, yeah, if Monty pulls over, I'll get out and go check on uh, on the ones that have jumped out of the truck. So there's uh, there's Doc and there's there's Valentino. Valentino uh, is, looks like he's in a little bit of pain as he's helping Doc up. Okay. I'll also help him up. Okay. Uh, you boys okay? I swore there were snakes. Gaboon vipers, seven feet long. I haven't seen any snakes. Uh, kind of twisted my ankle a bit, but I think I'll be okay eventually. Uh, Rodrigo, give me an observation uh, plus insight check, please. D1. Okay. Uh, one success. One success. Very good. As you are helping Doc back up onto his feet, I guess you would be kind of technically looking south as you're moving back towards the, the truck. You sure. notice what appear to be two pillars to the south about, I don't know, quarter of a mile south, like two pillars sticking up out of the sand at an odd angle. Hmm. I'll point at them and be like, uh, what do you guys make of that? Uh, Money looks and he's like, oh, those are obelisks. Come on. And everybody piles back in and you drive about a quarter of a mile, and sure enough, sticking up out of the sand by about a hundred feet are these two obelisks. Obelisks. I don't know what the plural of an obelisk is, but obelisks. 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 Uh, they're sticking up out of the ground, and they're both kind of at these weird 
angles. Like they should be falling over, but they're kind of anchored in place. And uh, everybody gets out and you can go and you can look at these things. It's covered in hieroglyphics top to bottom. Um, Monty gets down on his knees and he's starting to move some sand away from the base. And you can see that the hieroglyphics and the and the obelisk continue down into into the sand. And Monty steps back and he looks up at the tip of the obelisk and he kind of scratches his head and he's like, wow, this is. This is impressive. And he pulls out a piece of paper and starts writing down some numbers. Oh, man. He looks around, you know, pulls out a compass, compares his compass. He's looking. I think we've reached the, the forgotten city. These pillars, and he's kind of pointing at some of the things are, are talking about Zerzura, but these pillars have to be 300 feet high. We're only seeing the tips of them. The rest is all buried in the sand. This is incredible engineering for a society that's over a thousand years old. Critical Hit Punch All Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced and edited by me, Stephen Schleicher. If you would like to get a behind-the-scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable Octum Cthulhu Edition at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Each week I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session, and Dr. Brad Will is there to share his reactions and advice on how to be a better game master. I will warn you, though, there are spoilers galore in every installment of the GM Roundtable Octoon Cthulhu Edition. So, if you don't like spoilers and don't want to know what I am planning next, don't listen to these episodes. Though, I will say, if you do listen, you'll be able to see how and where the players throw a wrench into my plans, and you're also going to have greater insight into the world that's being built into this campaign. This week, we didn't have any named NPCs, so no shout-outs to our associate producers this week. But next week, we'll feature a lot of surprises, and more than a few of our wonderful patrons will become NPCs in this game. You want your name to appear as one of these NPCs in future episodes? All you need to do is become an associate producer at patreon.com slash spoilers. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on Critical Hit and send it to us at podcast at majorspoilers.com and your voice will join the growing chorus of fans in upcoming episodes as well. Thank you again for listening this week and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. 
Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.